You're listening to Shalise's podcast. Let's pray, and uh, we'll we'll hop into today's hot topic. All right, awesome. All right. Well, Father, we just thank you for this broadcast. We thank you that this is a word for right now for a lot of people. I thank you, Father, that there are far too many people that are, I don't thank you for their suffering, but I thank you for this broadcast today that is going to clear some things up because there are far too many people, God, that are dealing with sickness, dealing with disease, dealing with mental and emotional suffering. And Father, Jesus came to set us free from all that. And we want to unlock, we want to unlock the gospel today in a way that makes it clear that this is an illegal situation in the life of the body of Christ, that sickness is an illegal trespasser, that by the stripes of Jesus, we absolutely have been healed, and that, Father, you are not cherry-picking who gets healed and who doesn't. And so I know, Father, this is going to be a a confrontational message for some. I I know it's going to be a a first time hearing this message for others, but I thank you, Father, that the Holy Spirit is here and he knows how to lead and guide every single listener into the truth. So I just yield. I yield to the teaching gift and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, we just say, you teach us today. You take us where we need to go. Make it clear, bring revelation, bring understanding, Father, bring clarity. And Father, bring manifestation of healing. Father, I thank you that even as people listen to this podcast, listen to this broadcast today, that there's gonna be a manifestation of healing in their body. I thank you, Father, for the privilege of being able to pray for the sick for decades at this point and see miracle after miracle after miracle. And so I just thank you that the healing power of Jesus is here and that it is going to be manifested and it is going to be demonstrated even today as people listen. So we just yield and we say, have your way, Jesus, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Yay! Well, I am so glad you guys are here today, and I have a feeling that there are listeners and people watching the the live today that right now are in need of healing. And so the first thing that I want to share with you is that you are in the right place, that the gospel is good news for those that are in need of physical healing. You know, one of my favorite things about reading the gospels is that Jesus over and over and over again went around doing good and healing all those that were oppressed by the devil. He went around healing the sick, opening blind eyes, doing creative miracles, I mean, it was just a phenomenal ministry that Jesus had in the Gospels. And I love the fact that he healed them all. All that came to Jesus got healed. And so I want to start out today uh, with just the, the I want to shift our perspective a little bit, hopefully, on why Jesus was, was able to do that and why Jesus was doing that. And I want to start out in a scripture Uh, Let me pull it up here. That really was the kind of opening statement of Jesus's ministry. And let me pull it up. Okay, let's go. Well, we'll start here. Um, There's three places that Jesus announces that the kingdom of God is at hand. Okay, so these these scriptures are worth writing down. I may not go to all three, but he said it in Matthew 3, 2. He said it in Matthew 4, 17, and he said it in Mark 1, 15, okay? And I want to go there. Uh, we'll just start in Matthew 4, 17, and it's a really simple scripture. It just says, from that time, meaning the time that Jesus began his ministry, it says, from that time, Jesus began to preach, saying, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Okay, in Mark 1.15, he said it this, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. What? What gospel? What good news? That the kingdom of God is at hand, that the kingdom of God had arrived in the earth with the arrival of Jesus Christ. Okay, 
So in those two scriptures, this announcement that the kingdom of God is at hand is a very important uh, concept to wrap our heads around. That since Jesus arrived on the scene, since that moment, the kingdom of God is now here. And when Jesus went around healing the sick and he trained his disciples to do the same works that he was doing and trained them to, to, to heal the sick, matter of fact, he commissioned them. He said, as you go, preach, the kingdom of God is at hand. And he said, heal the sick, you know, cleanse the leper, cast out devils, raise the dead, right? So this kingdom message that the gospel pronounces, that the kingdom of God has arrived is the foundation for you and I being able to heal the sick. And it's the foundation for you and I to resist sickness and manifest heaven or manifest the kingdom of heaven and manifest healing in our own lives and in the lives of other people. Because in heaven, there is no sickness. In heaven, there is no disease. And this kingdom pronouncement that Jesus was making was the announcement of a new government. It was the announcement of his kingdom reign and his rule. It's the, the, the realm of heaven. And heaven literally invaded earth through Jesus Christ. And since that day, heaven is now here. Now, I know a lot of us in church learned that heaven is the place that we go after we die. And I'm not saying that heaven isn't the place that we go after we die. I'm just saying we don't have to wait. I'm saying that heaven is a right now reality in the life of us. It is within us. Why? Because Christ is in us and the kingdom is real. It is a real government. It is the government of Jesus Christ. It is the rule. It is the reign. It is the authority. It is the power of Jesus Christ. And we are here as his body to execute and enforce the kingdom reign and rule here on the earth. And the reason this is very important, because if you don't approach this from a place of we are enforcing the kingdom, then you've already started out at a wrong position to begin receiving healing or to begin praying for those that need healing. Because most people, when they approach the topic of healing, this is the way that they think about it. This is the paradigm, right? that we are we are human beings down here in the earth realm and that Jesus Christ is up in heaven seated at the right hand of the father and if we or someone else needs healing what we're going to do is we're going to pray for Jesus to heal that person like he's from heaven going to come down and do something to that person and we never really know if he's going to answer that prayer or not. So sometimes we gather a whole lot of people or sometimes we just pray over and over again, just trying to get Jesus to heal, trying to get the father to heal someone. But the problem with this perspective is that it is a completely wrong paradigm. The paradigm and the foundation is completely off. Because the truth is, that is not the way it is. We are not down here on earth with Jesus up in heaven and the Father up in heaven with Jesus seated at the right hand of the Father and our prayers are going up to heaven and then Jesus is coming down and doing something. That is not the way it works, okay? The kingdom is here. The kingdom is now. It is a right now reality that exists inside of all of us. It is in you. It is in me. It is here. If you've watched some of my other uh, broadcasts or you've listened to the podcast where I've been talking about how from Colossians, how Jesus is holding, literally holding all things together, that through him all things exist, that the, he is the cohesive force of the universe, that Jesus and his kingdom are in, I mean, Jesus is in all. He, he fills all. And so this whole paradigm of us being here trying to get God to do something from heaven has got to shift. We've got to shift to this reality of union with Jesus, that all that Jesus is, is inside of us, that the fullness of the Godhead is inside of us. And the kingdom reign and rule has been transfer transferred into us. We live and move and have our being in God. In other words, we live and move and have our being inside of the kingdom, our citizenship, is in heaven. That is where we actually, that is the, the, the true citizenship that, that the country, the kingdom, 
the, the realm that we are citizens of, that we belong. We're not just subjects in this kingdom, by the way. We're joint heirs in this kingdom, that we are seated in heavenly places in Christ. So we co-rule, we co-reign with him, not in and of ourselves, but in union with him. We have access to the mind of Christ. We are called the body of Christ. And I could go, you know, scripture after scripture through this to help you reset your perspective of, you know, how you and I are a part of the kingdom being expanded in the earth, the kingdom manifesting in the earth. The head is where, you know, the instructions come from. The brain, which is Jesus, the head is the one that is running the show, but we are his body. We are his hands. We are his feet. And the ministry of healing and the, 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 the key to receiving healing and receiving isn't really the right word. I mean, manifesting is a better word because receiving makes you think it's something that you don't already have. And the truth is that all that Jesus is and all that the kingdom contains has already been given to us. I've done teachings on that about from Ephesians where it talks about that all that heaven contains has already been lavished upon us because the Father sees us wrapped in Christ. That particular reference is Ephesians, I want to say 1-4. It's like 1-3-1-4. I don't want to look it up right now. But in the Passion Translation, that's the way it reads. And so the very first thing that we have to renew our mind to if we are going to see the kingdom manifest. And by the way, this is true for healing. This is true for finances. This is true for anything that in fact is a part of our inheritance in Christ, that is a part of the kingdom rule of heaven that exists here in the earth. We have to get in position, meaning we have to renew our minds to recognize that we've already got it. It's an invisible reality, but it's already ours. And when you begin to read the scriptures from that perspective, you start to understand why the name of Jesus is such a powerful name. I'm going to be doing another um, broadcast around, you know, the enemy has no no authority. Uh, but in, and I'll talk more about this, but in Matthew 28, uh, 18, Jesus says this, he says, all power, all authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. All power, all authority has been given unto Jesus. And then he turns around and he says, now go, go and make disciples of all nations. In other words, use my name, use my power, use my authority in union with me, not separate from me, but in union with me in the same way that Jesus was one with the father, go forth and preach the good news of the kingdom and do the same works that I did and even greater works than I do. He says signs and wonders will follow them that believe that, that when we preach the gospel, when we announce that the kingdom of God has arrived, that signs and wonders are a part of that message, that the Holy Spirit confirms the word with signs and wonders following. So we have to shift. We have to shift our position. We are not down in earth, separated from God, praying to God for healing. We are one with Jesus, one with God, seated in heavenly places and here in the earth. We're bi-locational right this very minute. And the kingdom of God is in us. The kingdom, the king of the kingdom is in us. And that is what empowers us to see the manifestation of healing. Um, I want to go to another scripture really quickly because this is a real key. I want you to recognize the power of your agreement, the power of what you choose to agree with and what you choose to disagree with. You know, maybe I'll read the scripture, then I'll go into this next piece of this. But um, a lot of people think that God's will is just automatically done in the earth. They've been taught in church for years and years and years that God is in control. And the truth is, it doesn't even make sense. God is not in control. God does not, we are not robots that God controls. He does not control what is happening here on the earth. His will comes to pass in this realm 
to the extent that someone is in agreement with it. We see that all throughout scripture. We see that people's obedience to the will of God, they were in, they were co-laboring with God to see his will to pass, whether that was Abraham, whether that was Esther, you know, whether that was Gideon, I mean, Joshua. I mean, God's will was that the, the Israelites inherited the promised land in Moses' generation. But the people's agreement made the difference between whether or not God's will comes to pass. In the garden, God gave the authority and the dominion to Adam to rule the earth. I mean, human beings are the material part of the material realm that execute the will of God in the material realm. So what you agree with and disagree with matters. Okay, now I want to take you to the scripture, Matthew 18, 18. Um, I think I want to go there. It's also, let's go here really quick. Let's go to Matthew 18, and I'm going to read it in the amplified version. Here's what it says. I assure you and most solemnly say to you that whatever you bind, forbid, declare to be improper and unlawful on earth, shall have already been bound in heaven. And whatever you loose, permit, declare lawful on earth, shall already will shall have already been loosed in heaven. In verse 19, again, it says, if two believers on earth agree, that is, are of one mind in harmony about anything they ask within the will of God, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, meeting together as my followers, I am there among them. So I wanted to bring this up because it speaks to the power of agreement. Now, if you read this and you don't, you think, oh, well, the will of God is hard to know. Well, then you might be confused. But the will of God is heaven. The will of God is the good news. The will of God is the gospel to be preached to every creature on the nation with signs and wonders following. The will of God is for everyone to be saved and not just to be saved from the kingdom of darkness, but to be sound of sound mind, to to live as if Jesus Christ actually defeated the kingdom of darkness, to to manifest the victory of Jesus right now. So the will of God is always, always victory. Jesus Christ healed them all because it was always God's will that sickness be healed. God is a healer by nature. The curse brought sin and sickness into the earth. That was never God's will. God's will has always been and will always be heaven on earth. In fact, the new earth, heaven is going to be here. Heaven is not going to be out in the spirit realm. It's going to be a material reality that is a recreation of the earth. And so it's important that you recognize that your agreement, okay, let's go back to this scripture about whatever you bind on earth, okay? Another word for bind, and it, it amplifies it here. It means whatever you forbid on earth, whatever you declare to be improper, whatever you say is unlawful on earth is what is already unlawful in heaven. And whatever you say is proper and lawful and legal is what is already proper and lawful and legal in heaven. So this idea that what you say yes to, what you agree with, is what manifests and what you disagree with is what dematerializes, you have to grab this. You have to get out of the land of confusion where you don't know if it's God's will to heal or you don't, you're just all in this place of confusion. You have to refuse sickness and disease. You have to come out of agreement. You have to know that you know that you know that this is not the will of God. In fact, it is illegal. This is legal language, you guys. I mean, if all power and all authority and all reign of rule has already been given to Jesus, then what we agree with, what we say is lawful in this realm is in fact what is lawful. I call this the kingdom jurisdiction. And when you are praying for people to be healed and you are praying uh, for yourself, what you're doing, really what you're doing, 
Okay, you're not asking God to do something. You're enforcing what he's already done, right? You're enforcing the kingdom rule and reign. And I like to say it in this, this, this phrase. Father, I release the jurisdiction of heaven over the situation. And I declare that sickness and disease is illegal, right? It is an illegal trespasser in this person's life. And then from there, you begin to actually speak, speak into existence the kingdom rule. This is where, you know, Peter and John at the gate of beautiful in, in Acts uh, said, silver and gold, we have none, but such as we have, we give unto you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise and walk. So they're saying, we don't have any money to give to you, beggar, but we do have something more powerful. We have the kingdom, such as we have. We have the kingdom, and we have the authority of the name of Jesus, which is the name above every name. And so in the name of Jesus, we say, rise and walk. We're giving you the kingdom. We're giving you the manifestation of Jesus' kingdom rule and reign. And so this whole concept shifts the conversation where we are not asking God to heal someone, we are releasing the power of God to do it. You and I are filled with the Holy Spirit. The same very spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is living inside of us. And when you, you know, if I go to that scripture in Acts, if you keep reading, it says, why are you looking at us, uh, Israel, like some, by, in our own power, we made this man well. He says, faith in his name, faith in the one that you crucified, meaning we understand who Jesus Christ is. We know that he is the Lord and King over all. And it's faith in his name. It's faith in who Jesus is. It's not faith in our prayers. It's not faith in, I don't know, whatever we think we need to have faith in. It's just simply a magnification of Jesus Christ as Lord over all. Jesus Christ is Lord. And the entire material realm knows it. The question is, do we? Do we really know the gospel? Do we really know what Jesus has accomplished? Do we really know what the kingdom of God is, is, is what I want to say, um, that it is here, that it is now, and that anything that is not in the kingdom is technically illegal for, for, to, to exist. Right. This is why Jesus was training his disciples to do the works that he was doing, because he knew he was going to be leaving his earthly ministry and be working through them. He was still going to be having a ministry, but now it was going to be done through his body. Now, I've said a whole, whole lot here, and I know people are hopping in, hopping out. And there could be a lot of reasons why. But a lot of people get offended by this message and they get offended because on some level, it is comforting to think that God is in control of who's getting healed and who's not getting healed. It's, it's comforting to kind of put it all back on God. Like God decides who gets healed and who doesn't get healed. But here's the thing. Does God decide who gets saved and who doesn't get saved? I mean, is God's will automatic in any area of our lives? Or do we need to agree is there a part that we play? Here's what I want to say to you is that if the devil has no authority, if he has none left, then whose authority is he operating with? Who's, uh, whose authority? Well, I want to propose to you that he's operating with ours, our subconscious agreement and our conscious agreement with, with something that is not in agreement with heaven. We, we are not fully aware sometimes of even the things that we are in agreement with. And the agreement shows up with things like fear. It shows up with things like intimidation. And so we, we believe and we agree that there are things in this realm that are more powerful than Jesus. We may not be doing it that like consciously or that overtly, but we in effect are saying that. If Jesus truly has a name that is above every other name, if he truly exists in all things, then there is no authority left for sickness and disease to have. What authority 
does cancer have to exist in this realm? What authority does a headache or any disease have to exist in this realm? It has human authority. It has the agreement of us to exist. Now I know this is, 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 is it's stretching, it's stretching people, but we have to get there. We have to get to the place where we are exalting Jesus. This isn't about anything other than that. This is really about exalting the gospel, exalting the reign of Jesus Christ, exalting the heavens, exalting what he has accomplished, exalting the cross, exalting his victory. And so the very first thing that we have to recognize is that our agreement matters. If that scripture is true, in another trans, in another place in the scripture, it says, I have given you the keys of the kingdom. And then he says, whatsoever you bind, whatsoever you don't agree with, whatever you say no to, whatever you call illegal is what has already been made illegal in heaven. Whatever you agree with, whatever you allow, whatever you say is lawful is whatever is what is going to be allowed. And so you are powerful. You are a powerful being. You are a new creation. You are a new breed of human being. You are a partaker of the divine nature. And your yes and your no has authority. Now, how does that look practically? How does it look practically when we are, when we are operating in union with Jesus and we are operating to enforce heaven in the earth and agree with God? Well, first of all, we just need to know that whatever's going on in your body, whatever was going on in someone else's body is, is not God. It is illegal. It is illegal. Okay. So first you just have to know this is illegal. Okay. It's just as illegal as drugs being trafficked, you know, or the laws that we have in this land. It's, it's illegal for people to go and, and break into someone's house and take their stuff. It's illegal, right? For us to break the speed limit. It's, there's laws. And in the kingdom, sickness is illegal. It is not allowed. Okay. And so you just first of all have to know this is illegal. This is totally illegal, okay? And then the next thing you need to know, okay, so I know the will of God. The will of God is for this to dematerialize. The will of God is for this to no longer exist in the material realm. Okay, Father, well, I'm in agreement. I'm in agreement with you that this is illegal. I'm in agreement that this is not your will. So now what? What do I say? What do I do? If you notice in the gospels, Jesus was always doing things different. I mean, he spit on some dirt and put it in people's eyes. He, he rebuked, uh, fevers. He sometimes would say, you know, rise and, and walk. He would, he, he laid hands on people. He, the centurion said, you know, just say the word and my servant will be healed. The woman with the issue of blood touched the hem of his garment. So it's not like a, a formula, if you will, to, uh, operate in the enforcement of the kingdom of God. It is a partnership. It is us hearing from the Holy Spirit. This is where the gifts of the Spirit come in operation, right? The gifts of healing and the words of wisdom and words of knowledge and prophetic things. It's where we are now yielded to the Spirit of God and we are hearing God and we are operating in that place of oneness. We're getting completely out of the way so that Jesus Christ is the one speaking. We are prophetically speaking. We are prophetically declaring. When I pray... I pray what I see. I just am tuning in and I'm just saying, okay, you know, whatever that looks like. And we are declaring it and we are seeing it and saying it in the name of Jesus. And so you may get a word of knowledge like, oh, someone here is dealing with, you know, I do this, this happens in healing meetings where I'll just, the Holy Spirit will show me this is, this is going on in someone's body. It's kind of like, you know, the Holy Spirit's diagnosis of the problem. Oh, this is going on or this is going on. So he'll show you what's going on and then he'll have you do something specific to actually take authority over it and to enforce it in his, in his uh, kingdom. You know, sometimes it's just laugh. Just laugh at it, Shalice. Just laugh at it because it's exalting itself against the knowledge of God. So just laugh. Laugh at that manifestation that is a lying 
uh, that is a that is illegal and a lie. It's it's a manifested lie, but it's not true. Jesus Christ is Lord over sickness. Jesus Christ is Lord over that body. He bought that body with a with a price and paid for it with a preciousness. So you can just laugh, just laugh. It's so funny. It's so funny that 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 is trying to exalt itself like it has more power than Jesus. It is funny when you think about it. How powerful is Jesus? Can you imagine if it was like you know we were in the boxing ring and it was like Jesus versus you know blindness. Well, blindness doesn't have a chance. It's just so silly. Like I'm sure it probably wouldn't even show up to the fight if it knew Jesus was going to be there. But those are, I mean, even as I'm saying these things, that visual just came to me. How? By the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit gets involved. He gets involved in our agreement. He gets involved in our ministry. He gets involved in preaching the gospel. He gets involved in preaching the gospel to cancer, preaching the gospel to blindness, preaching the gospel to deafness. And over and over again, Jesus wins. Now, what do you do when it's stubborn or it's taken a minute? Well, you just stay in position. When you've done all, you stand. And you keep rejoicing and you keep exalting Jesus and you magnify the victory. You magnify who Jesus Christ is. And you just know that you know that you know that you know this is illegal. And you're not going to doubt. You're not going to look at the scene realm to tell you what's true. You're going to look at the word of God. You're going to look at the gospel. And you're going to know that you are in Christ, that Christ is in you. And that you have the authority in the situation, that the name of Jesus has been given unto us and all power and all authority is in that name. And you stand and you never, ever, 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 ever think that it's not working. You know, doubt is a thing that, that stops the agreement, right? The agreement is, 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 is so key. You know, doubt, it, it says in Mark eleven twenty three is what causes the mountain not to be cast into the sea. It means that it causes the words that we speak not to manifest. Doubt is what the enemy used in, in the garden to get Eve to doubt what God had said. So we just never, ever, 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 ever come out of the place where this is not working, where this is not, this is not working. I mean, it's, it's, it's true. It's real. And the more, the, the trick, I really think, is that we have to totally, totally understand the gospel. We have to totally understand what Jesus has accomplished. We have to totally understand that we are one with Jesus, that we lack nothing, that everything has already been provided, that from God's perspective, this healing is so easy. This is no big deal. We're just manifesting a reality that is already here. We're not trying to get something that isn't there. We're just simply manifesting and agreeing and rejoicing that we have authority, that we are the sons of God, that we, the kingdom of God is the rule and the reign of heaven. And you will get to the place when you practice this, when you practice praying for the sick, when you practice partnering with God, you will get to the place where you will be surprised if it doesn't work. And if it, if it, the manifestation isn't instantaneous, you don't make it mean anything. You just go back into the place and thank you, Jesus. This is so easy. This is so awesome. Thank you that they're healed. Thank you that, 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 that sickness is no match for you. And here's the thing. I'm not saying these, this message from a place of theory. I have been in the manifesting healing business now with Jesus Christ for, you know, at this point, 20 plus years. And I see healings every single week. Every single week, I see someone healed. Sometimes it's someone in my own family. This last week, it was me. I had to stand against symptoms in my body. I was scheduled to go to Chicago and all of a sudden these symptoms start coming in my body and I had to make a decision. Am I going to agree or not agree? And I chose to not agree. And I will tell you by the time I landed in Chicago, I was a completely in a completely different place. I am the healed of God. Sickness is illegal in my body. I'm not only holy, I'm not only righteous, I'm not only blameless, I'm not only all of these, you know, great things in Christ, but I am also healed. I am healed, I am whole, and why? Because I'm in Christ, and anything that would be, I don't know, other than that was crucified with Jesus. So I do not agree. I do not agree. I do not agree. And sometimes it's just so easy, it's sometimes easier to be passive. 
It's, you know, do I do this 100% all the time? No, I mean, I don't do it 100% perfectly. But here's what I know. It doesn't change the truth. It doesn't change the truth that the kingdom of God is here. It doesn't change the truth that God has already healed because he rose Jesus from the dead. It, do, that, that it is an illegal trespasser. None of that changes because I, on some level, am not in agreement. The truth is not the truth because I agree or not, but the manifestation of the truth, it matters if I agree or not because what I believe matters. What I believe matters. What I agree with matters. And beloved, we have to come at this place from a, from the offense. From the offense. This is an enforcing of the kingdom. You know, we can't passively, you know, wait on God to do something. We are his hands and his feet in this realm. And the gospel, gospel gets preached to the extent that we preach it. And signs and wonders follow the message to the extent that we actually give the message. And so we need to announce the kingdom of God is at hand to sickness and disease. We need to announce the lordship of Jesus Christ to anything that has no authority to exist in this realm. We need to bind it. We need to declare it improper. We need to say it's unlawful. And we need to say no, 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 no. This is a boundary sickness. You are an illegal trespasser. You have no legal right. You have no authority. And you know, see, can, you can feel when I'm saying it that this isn't just like a, oh, I hope this is true. Okay. This confidence comes honestly after years of practicing this and not being moved by the way things look. You know, the way things appear, everything that we see is malleable. Everything that we see is subject to change. It is subject to transformation. And all the, the, the ministry of healing or all the, the, the prayer of healing is, is just releasing the kingdom of God. It is enforcing the kingdom of God. It is enforcing the victory of Jesus. Silver and gold I have none, but such as I have, I give unto you, rise and walk. Okay, it's, it, it's, it's such as you have. It's such as we've been given. We've been given the name of Jesus. We've been given the authority. We've been given the power. We've been given the Holy Spirit. We've been given the gifts of the Spirit. We have everything we need to manifest heaven on earth. This is why I'm so adamant about training people how to hear the voice of God. Because if you can hear the voice of God, you can hear what to say. If you can have awakened spiritual senses, you can see what you're to see. But here's the thing. You have to have those operating in conjunction with a clear understanding of the gospel and a clear understanding of your union. Because when you don't, it'll become about you. It'll become about your faith. It'll become about, it'll become about something that you're doing independent from Jesus. And this is, it, none of this happens independent from Jesus. None of this happens independent from the Holy Spirit. We simply are abiding. We're abiding in the vine and we are the physical body that Jesus is using. We are the, 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 the voice that speaks the sound in the physical realm. We are the materialization of the authority of Jesus in the material realm. realm. And so we are just simply yielded. We're yielded to the Holy Spirit. But here's the thing. Our minds, our minds must be renewed. Because if we don't know these truths, if we don't understand the kingdom as a right now reality and our union with Jesus, we are going to be in a, a world of hurt when we, when we're, when we're given a, you know, a situation that now heaven needs to show up in. Right. And so this, you know, these are, you know, the, the scriptures that I'm sharing with you, the, the things that I, I'm teaching today. I mean, these are things that I have meditated on for years, that I have taught on for years. I have been working with Jesus. Uh, that's what this is. We're working with Jesus. I've been working with Jesus to manifest heaven on earth for two decades at this point. That is really the work of a believer. 
A work of a believer is to manifest the realm of Jesus, to manifest the realm of heaven, and to work, to co-labor with him, to see his kingdom manifest in the earth, to, to preach from a place of power. You know, when I started to wake up to these things, I mean, this is how I was healed of, of mental conditions. I was healed of manic depression is I just got out of agreement with it. I just said, wait a second. No, I'm not. I'm not depressed. I don't, anxiety is not my portion. I've not been given a spirit of fear, but of power of love and a sound mind. I don't agree with this. I don't agree with these symptoms. I might be sensing them. I might be experiencing them, but this is, this is not real. This is not, this is not allowed. This is illegal. And then I just began to hear God. And in, in the prescription for me was Shalise. There were two things he had me do. One, I want you to go to this nursing home and I want you to minister there three days a week. Well, I'd never ministered, never done any volunteer work, super outside of my comfort zone. And when I got there, these people did not need a Bible study. They needed a miracle. So it pushed me on a journey to start learning of how to actually manifest healing with Jesus. And then the second thing he did is he had me get up every single day and dance. The last thing I felt like doing was dancing because I was depressed and I was afraid. But I obeyed Jesus. And the more I danced, he said, I want you to dance ridiculous. I want you to dance the chicken dance. Just dance funny, 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 funny. And as I danced, guess what? depression left. The scriptures in, in uh, Isaiah 61 that says he gives us the oil of joy for mourning or for a heavy and failing and burdened spirit. He gives us joy. And so joy was a weapon. Again, it wasn't a formula. I don't go out now and say, okay, everyone that needs healing from bipolar disorder needs to go and, you know, uh, uh, go to a nursing home and teach three days a week and then get up in the morning and dance. I mean, that's what we do a lot of times is we take a principle, and then we make it, that's the way God works. No, the way God works is he works in union with us. He works in, in the same way in us, the way the father in Jesus worked in Jesus's ministry. Jesus was one with the father. He saw what the father was doing and he did that. He said what the father was saying. He said, the words that I speak are not my own. They are the words of the one that the father sent you know, they, these are his words. He said, if you see me, you've seen the father, meaning he was not, he was not on his own doing anything. He was simply a, a, a living as a son of God in union with the father, filled with the Holy Spirit, following the instructions of God. And that is the way it works. But here's the deal. We have to know that we are in agreement with what is in heaven and that we are in disagreement with what is not in heaven. And the only thing that's left to do is whatever the father is doing, whatever you're seeing, whatever you're saying, he has a strategy, whether it's spit on dirt and put it on their eyes, whether it's to go dip in the pool seven times to go show yourself to the priest. There is a million ways that God manifests healing in the kingdom of God through us. And so we have to get out of formulatic type prayers and formulatic type stuff because Jesus Christ is a person and he lives in us. The Holy Spirit is a person that lives in us. The Father is a person. They're three in one, but they are relational. They have words to speak. They have visions to show us. And we're simply manifesting those things through our agreement and through our obedience. Living as a son is how the sick are healed. It's how heaven manifests. We manifest what has already been given as we live in union with God and do what God is doing. Now, this, if this is you and you need you need healing, well, here's what I want you to do. Let me just see. Let me just see what God wants us to do today. Well, the first thing is, is that you have to stop seeing yourself sick. Okay. Because it, like, it's just like when I was like in manic, you know, when I was dealing with manic depression, I just had to come out of agreement. Even when I was just dealing with those symptoms last week, I was being attacked by some kind of bacteria. I say attacked. It was just some kind of bacteria or something, some kind of cold virus, something, you know? So that was real. It was a real manifestation of something causing symptoms in my body. But it was, it was important that I understood, well, this is an illegal trespasser in my body. If John G. Lake can uh, simply get, a, you know, a virus on his hand and he was immune, not just immune to it himself, but he killed it. Why, why, why could John G. Lake take some saliva and put it onto a virus and it die? Why? Because he had this revelation that it's illegal 
that I am a manifestation of the victory of Jesus. Jesus Christ is in me. His anointing is all over me. I'm one with him. I am Jesus wearing John G. Lake skin right now. And therefore, that bacteria, that virus reacts the same way as, as it did if Jesus touched it. He had no separation between him. And so that kind of revelation, like you have to come into that space where you are where you are so focused on the truth, so focused on the kingdom, so focused on Jesus, this is your meditation. You know, your meditation isn't, isn't the symptoms. Your meditation isn't the doctor's report. Your meditation isn't the diagnosis. Your meditation is the victory of Jesus. I mean, this was so powerful when I was pregnant. I'd had several miscarriages that, you know, I just went into this place of meditation with the Lord. And it was, I, I had the scripture, you know, that, barrenness is under the curse. And I would have all of this morning sickness. And, and, and the Holy Spirit just gave me a vision of me being nine months pregnant in the garden, sitting on a, a picnic blanket with Jesus. And he was feeding me grapes. And I would just go there. And I was nine months pregnant. I was not going to have a miscarriage because I was nine months pregnant. I would see myself nine months pregnant. And the meditation was so powerful that the symptoms of morning sickness would leave my body. And so what am I saying? I'm saying the first thing that you really have to get is you've got to get this message. You've got to get this concept as a revelation for yourself that this is illegal. And obviously you have believers around you that are praying, people that understand this revelation as well. And you take authority over it. I mean, I'm praying for people right now that are going through things. And I will tell you, I am not in agreement with any of it. I'm not worried. I'm not upset. I'm not thinking, oh, what are we going to do to make this work? I have seen this person healed and I see I'm just standing in the place of manifesting healing that I'm just, it's just manifesting right now. It's working right now. How do I know? I do. I just know it's working. It's working right now. It's working right now. Here's the trick, right? When you've got a seen reality, you've got the, the circumstances and the reality in the scene that's, that's yelling at you. Then you've got this unseen reality of the kingdom. You know, this is honestly where prayer and fasting comes in. It's because the scene starts to get less loud when you're prayer and fasting. It's not that prayer and fasting has, you know, some magical power other than it exalts and makes the kingdom and the unseen reality more real. It gets the physical body and the physical realm into a place where it's not as loud. And it's, it's like faith rises and, and spiritual gifts manifest, not because again, not like it's like some formula. It's just that it, it makes your spiritual senses more sensitive. It can, it, you know, it doesn't always, you don't have to fast to do that. It's just, that's when Jesus would say like, this one comes out by prayer and fasting. It's because the seen realm is, is what is causing the doubt. Okay, the doubt comes from, look, this is real, this is happening, this is powerful, this hurts, this symptom, all of these things. And so, so what we're doing when we're fasting is we're just, we're just making the kingdom reality and the realm of Jesus and the name of Jesus and the victory of Jesus and the authority of Jesus and the illegality of sickness so much more real, so much more powerful. You know, that's why listening to teaching like this does that. I mean, it's another way that you just start to expand your revelation of the kingdom realm, of the victory of Jesus, of the gospel, of the power of God. And when you're in that place, man, this stuff just rises up out of you. It just rises up out of you. And so it is important that we, we focus, that we focus and that we hear and that we stay in that place where we are truly an enforcer of the kingdom of heaven. I mean, I could say, I mean, I, have, I don't even have enough time to share testimonies. I mean, I'll share this one. And I think I've shared it before, maybe on another podcast. I'm not sure, but, you know, you know, I, I will talk about the enemy in another podcast here about what authority and power he has. But, you know, I really believe that most of what believers think is the enemy is not the enemy. I mean, it really is just an, an unrenewed mind and triggers and, and, the places in their heart that they need healing. But where the enemy does get involved is when you are in the miracle business. He has, he's short staffed. Okay. He doesn't have enough demons to cover everybody. So he has to kind of pick and choose his battles. 
And when you are advancing the kingdom with signs and wonders and you are glorifying Jesus by manifesting heaven, whether that be in finances, whether that be in healing, but when the kingdom realm starts to show up, that's when you get dangerous. All right. That's when you get dangerous. And I'm not saying he has authority to come personally attack you and all that stuff. Don't believe any of that. He has no authority. If I just sit inside of Jesus and I have a revelation that Jesus, the risen Lord King is in me, I am so scary to the kingdom of darkness. I am so frightening to the kingdom of darkness. The question is, do I know it? I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of anything because Jesus Christ is in me, right? But man, when you start confronting that, listen, the enemy likes to play tricks. He likes to cause you to doubt. I mean, I have seen the enemy exalt himself so many times in the middle of a miracle with, with lying imaginations, with things that, that come to try to convince you that this is not God. Um, I could, let me just think of a couple. One was one time we were praying for someone who was terminal and someone had a vision and it was God telling them, Oh, just let them go. It's their time. It's their time to go. And they came and shared that vision with me. And thank God I know the gospel because I said, that is not God. I don't care who it sounded like. I don't care who it was because we have authority over this. This is illegal. And you give me one place in scripture where Jesus said, oh no, it's just their time. No, Jesus healed them. In fact, he raised them from the dead. So I said, no, what it is, is it's the enemy coming because what you're doing is working. I said, so keep it up. That person is a, is about to manifest. And sure enough, thank God they kept at it because that person is alive today, completely healed of cancer because they didn't stop. Okay. Um, another time there was a little pregnant girl that was having all of this pain in her body and she came. And so I just, I just let her through this. And, uh, actually I had some people pray for her and they would pray for her and it would come back, pray for her and it would come back. So I brought her up and I said, okay, Holy spirit, give her a vision of this attack against her body of this, of this, you know, this demon that is attacking her body. And all of a sudden she got wide eyed and all scared and, uh, you know, and I said, whoa, 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 wait a second. I said, that is an evil imagination. That is not the way the enemy looks. He has no power and no authority. I said, Holy Spirit, I know that's the way the enemy wants to appear. I said, but now show her how he really looks. And she got an immediate vision of this like tiny little bone eating little thing. And she just started laughing, 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 laughing. And immediately all the symptoms left. She came back a week later and said, I said, well, how's it going, honey? She's like, oh, well, that bone eater tried to come back again, but I just laughed at him again and it hasn't come back since. So when you are in the place of enforcing heaven and, and waiting, you know, about to glorify Jesus and his victory and watching the kingdom manifest, don't be surprised if you do get some resistance, but don't agree. Don't agree with anything except that it's working, that Jesus Christ is Lord, that this is illegal. You don't agree. The enemy's job is to make you doubt. The enemy's job is to exalt himself against the knowledge of the cross, against the knowledge of Jesus, against the lordship of Jesus Christ, and to make himself seem powerful. He has no authority, no power, except what we agree with. So just don't agree and just know it's a sign that it's working. And just laugh, just laugh at it and be like, you know, I mean, I've done that. I mean, I've, I remember one time praying for someone who was having, I don't know if it was a brain aneurysm, I'm not sure what it was, but it was very serious. And, you know, he tries to come up in my face and back like it's all powerful. And again, I just laughed. I just laughed because now I know, you know, it's like it's on. The battle's on and we win. Like it's a good thing when he comes and manifests like that. So I know I'm excitable today. I know I get super excited about this stuff, but it just is, it's, it's time. It's time for us to agree. It's time for us to agree with the victory of Jesus, to recognize the kingdom is here, that we're not waiting on God. We're just waiting on uh, ourselves to get into agreement. We're just waiting to, to believe the truth. We're waiting for the, the strategy, for the word of knowledge. We're waiting for the words to speak, but that we're, we don't really need to wait for that. That's why we need to hear God. That's why we need to have the ability to operate in the things of the spirit. It's because we don't have to wait. God's always on. The question is, are we tuned in? So beloved, let me just, just speak to you, those of you that are, are dealing with sickness today and those of you that are called into the ministry of healing, which is all of you. And let me just pray. So father, I just release the kingdom reign and rule 
in the lives of every single person that's listening today. I release the jurisdiction of heaven. And I thank you, Father, that you are awakening their heart. You are awakening their eyes. The eyes of their understanding are being enlightened right now. And they know the hope of their calling. I thank you that they are rising up in Christ. They are rising up in their true identity. They are rising up in the victory of Jesus Christ, in their oneness with you, Father. Thank you that the, the Holy Spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead is rising up and filling them and filling them and filling them and filling them and releasing gifts and releasing the gifts of the spirit. And that father, they are operating as sons of God. They are speaking the words that you are speaking to sickness and disease. They are advancing the kingdom and they are healing the sick signs and wonders are following them. And they are not in agreement. They're not in agreement with symptoms in their own bodies. They're not in agreement with symptoms in other people's bodies. And I thank you father, that the victory of Jesus, the kingdom of God is manifesting now. Thank you that pain is illegal. Thank you that chronic illness is disease, uh, chronic diseases are illegal, God. Thank you that cancer is illegal. Thank you that colds and coronavirus are illegal, Father. And we just release the power of God. We release the victory of Jesus. We release, yeah, 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 yeah. We just release the Lordship of Jesus Christ. We release, yeah. Yeah, we release Jesus, Jesus, the resurrected king, the king of all, the king over all into people's bodies, into their minds, God. And we just release your lordship. Whew, we release the kingdom. Yeah, and we just repent. <laughs> we repent. We repent and we believe the gospel. We believe it, daddy. We just believe it. Help us believe it, Holy Spirit. Help us believe what Jesus Christ has accomplished and we thank you for it. And we call it done. In Jesus, Jesus, Jesus name. Name, name, name. Well, Marsha, let me answer your question before we go. Why do people die then? Are you saying we don't believe enough? Truth is we all die. Well, the truth is we don't all die. Um, there are is examples in the Bible of people who didn't die. So Enoch did not die. He just was with God. Uh, Moses, we aren't sure exactly what happened, except that God did tell him to go up to the mountain and die. Um, you know, Jesus holds the keys of hell and death. Death is not, um, uh, the, uh, Jesus has the keys of hell and death. Okay. Let me just say that first of all. So death, it says that we were held bondage all of our lives in Hebrews chapter two to, to the fear of death. You know, I believe that we do not have to die sick. I believe that the idea is, is that we finish our course, we finish our race, and then we give up our ghost. Even Jesus said that he had the power to lay down his life and take it up again. Um, so I believe that all of us, the plan of God does not involve us dying sick. Okay. I, I can name people from Smith Wigglesworth. I can name people, lots and lots of people who have just finished their course and been like, okay, it's my time. Now, death is the last enemy to be put under God's, uh, under Jesus's feet. That's what the Bible teaches about death. Death is an enemy of God. Okay. It entered through Adam. It was never God's plan. Now, I can, you know, why did Enoch not die? Um, I, I don't know, but I do know that the word of God says that he walked with God. Okay. There are stories of, of, of wilderness mystics who lived hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of lit, lot, um, years. If you want to hear about some crazy things that people were able to do, there's a great book. Um, I'm trying to see if I can find it my bookshelf here that's called The New Mystics. And it's full of stories, incredible stories of people that, that, that overcame <laughs> the laws of the universe. There's, there's stories of martyrs who, when they were martyred, held their head and the head was still preaching the gospel. So we have been trained to die. We've been trained to live subject to the fear of death. So why do people die I mean, the question that Marsha is a, a whole nother podcast, but I can say this. Um, if you don't know what I just shared today, then you aren't even operating in the reality of the kingdom 
and you're not operating as a son of God in the earth. And so the reality of the revelation of the gospel and the reality of our union with God and the reality of, of, of heaven on earth is a revelation. You know, why do some people, why do some people operate in signs and wonders? Why do, why did John G. Lake, why did they give him a doctor's license? Because he saw so many people healed. Is it that he was more anointed or is that he just had more of a revelation? So your question goes beyond what I can share on today's uh, broadcast, but I can say that it's not as simple as like, you know, a black and white answer. Oh, they didn't believe enough. It's not about believing enough. It's about believing the right thing. It's about believing the right thing. So, um, you know, most people that are believing still think God is trying to do something. They're still operating from that paradigm that I talked about at the beginning of the broadcast. Very few people that, you know, it's very few people really understand what we're saying here, that heaven is right now. Most people live under the delusion and the deception of the seen realm. And most people are taught to be weak Christians who pray to God and hope that he's going to do something. So I hope that is an answer that I can share in this short amount of time. But God bless you guys. Have a wonderful, powerful day. And if this is your first time hearing this stuff, well, definitely re-listen to this. Re-listen to this message. Look up the scriptures and get the revelation that we're sharing in today's um, broadcast. Alrighty, God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thanks for listening to Shalise's podcast. This recording is, in part, made possible by our listeners. To partner with us, visit shalise.com, where you can donate and help us spread the good news of our unshakable union with Christ around the globe. You can also find a link there to download Shalise's book, The Path, for free. And if you're ready to discover the call of God on your life and the purpose he created you for, then visit us at Shalice.com and watch Shalice's free training where you'll hear five keys to hearing God about your life purpose and transitioning into it. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, don't forget, the world needs the Christ in you.